Yeah. All right. So, Jim, why don't you play us in? Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome back to season two of After Improv. We've been off for about three weeks uh, in between the end of intro four. When we last left you, we had all graduated. Uh, we're looking toward our bright future. Um, you know, it was, the life was full of possibility and then things came crashing back to reality. Hmm. Uh, and we're here to discuss that reality tonight. Uh, my name is Tony Agusti, and joining me as always are who I've come to call the wizard, the warrior, and the maiden true. Uh, John Yar. I am the maiden true. Yes, Heather. <laughs> No, I'm really the maiden. Tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are the maiden. Tree. Yeah. I, I know you think that's an insult, but it's actually a good thing. No, I, you bitch. No, I didn't take it as an insult. Okay, and the wizard. And, and I'm Jim, the wizard. And I was gonna say, and our spiritual director. Oh, uh, spiritual wizard. Yeah. Oh wait, our no musical director and our spiritual center. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And the microphone adjuster. Yeah, you almost sound like a candy bar when I say that spiritual center. It's like, ooh, Snickers with the <laughs> spiritual center. Uh, I think they could sell I a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. So a lot's happened actually in these uh, three weeks. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, John and I have uh, formed like a splinter group, separate from Jim and Heather, which we're not going to tell them about. We started taking classes at Planet Ant. Congratulations! Yeah, on the on the recommendation of Jim. Yep. And uh, it's been pretty good so far. We've had one class. Would you, uh, Mike McGettigan is teaching the class, who's a uh, notoriously tough teacher. No, I'm just I'm making that. Up. Yeah, I don't think so. He's just, a veteran, though. Yeah, he's total. No, he's actually really he's been good so far. He's a large, loud man. Yeah, but mm-hmm. talented. Uh, we call out people if we like what they do. That's the rule of the show. So we like Mr. McGettigan, so we speak his name, as Oprah would say. It's um, very true. <laughs> yeah, Heather's laughing because she knows it's true. See, I had a moment. I like when you make references to things like Oprah. And... Like you don't expect me to know? No, now I totally expect you to know. Oh, like stereotypical woman references. Yeah. That's what you like as a woman? I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> I like it when Tony makes stuff. <laughs> she likes when I make stuff. Mm-hmm. No, okay, anyway, I, that got weird, sorry. Yeah, so you uh, guys are in intro one. Intro one, which, on your recommendation, actually, uh, you don't have to say, actually, because of that new mic, you don't have to lean as close, Jim. If you want to, you can. Well, you I don't. like it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn you down a little bit. Um, actually, I listened to the Nerdist podcast for the first time earlier, and I was surprised at how shitty their audio was. <laughs> I was really surprised by it. I was like, because one guy sounds like he's like away, like Chris... Uh, Hardwick? Hardwick, yeah. And then another guy like sounds really on mic like this. Yeah. And then the third guy was sort of like in between. And I'm like, wow, they don't give a shit about their audio. With as many jobs as Hardwick has, he may be calling it in. Yeah. Literally phoning it in. That's that's a good point. That's we'll right. we'll have to figure out. There is a way to do remotes on this, but it's we're not, not even, we're about not even quality. It's about quantity. Um, let's share what's happened. Anything significant in the past couple of weeks? I'll start. Uh, Go Comedy had their launch cast mm-hmm. uh, auditions, and uh, between like 70 and 80 people audition. And the launch cast, they, yeah, they perform. Um, basically, the advantage of it is you get to network in the tight Detroit industry. Heather, do not fall asleep. I'm I see you leaning back like you're playing to fall asleep. I'm not. Get I'm your... just, you're going to talk for a minute, and my head oh, still hurts. I want for the pills to kick in. That's always a good sign when somebody <laughs> knows you're going to talk, and then they lean back like they're about to fall asleep. And roll their eyes. That's what I'm going to do when I'm a therapist. You're so interesting, Tony. Let me go to sleep now. <laughs> not going to sleep. Oh. I'm my, resting my head. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, she's just waiting for the pills to kick in. Exactly. And then can talk. Yeah. So it's Cody in there. Anyway. 
This is so there was a launch cast, and basically the attraction of it is you get to make a ton of network industry connections, which mm. I'm just kidding about. But you get to meet people, which I'm bad at. And also, uh, you get guaranteed performance time. You get a block of time every Sunday with your cast for a year. So I got a callback to the second audition, which was uh, on a Thursday, which is a live show. It's first time doing long form, and I think that hurt me. I know it hurt me because I felt a little more tentative than I normally do. Yeah. And, and also, the competition was really good. So, and I'm not, I've always taken the philosophy, like early on in journalism, someone told me this, that don't begrudge another person their success because it doesn't do you any good and you'll never know. And it's true. Well, I was going to say, being in journalism, I'm so used to like entering contests and things like that where they would never even fucking tell you. Uh, Journalism contest? Yeah, like headline writing or article writing. Oh, yeah. Have you heard who, of the Pulitzers, Jim? Who can put the <laughs> most a contest? Yeah, it's on a contest. article? Jim's like, oh, journalism contest? <laughs> Tony? <laughs> You get right. up on stage and start strutting around yeah. with their articles. Yeah, they're called the Peacocks. <laughs> and um, so I didn't make it, and I'm fine with that, because at least I got like, some notification. Well, you made it into the callbacks. It's better than a lot of people did. Yeah, but you know, to someone like me, that means nothing. There's a little bit about background, <laughs> yeah. meaning like it's cultural, because I was raised as a child of immigrants to always get 100%. This is all, you know. So like, if I got like a 99% on the test, which happened a lot, guys, let's just be honest. Uh, no, it didn't. It did, depending on subject. No, no. Anyway, a lot, a lot of repressed emotions coming out. Anyway, but so I go to my parents and be like, oh, 99%, that's good, but you should have gotten 100%. And then I would get 100%, and they would say, that's good, but why are you celebrating it? You're supposed to get 100%. Not making that up. And that's a common uh, experience for many immigrant children. Your parents what... sound like the Chinese meme guy. Yeah, exactly. It's the, it's, Pretty much the same thing. Like it's very Asian, except we didn't have to go to the school on Saturdays, except in the summer, and we didn't learn anything. Um, well, India is part of Asia. You know, I've heard that, but <laughs> I don't know. Like Wikipedia, you can't trust. I've heard you can't trust everything that they say in there. Oh. But anyway, so I didn't make it in there, and uh, and I mean, yeah, it is. It does feel good to call get called back, but I'm just lying. That doesn't. I didn't feel anything. So yeah. <laughs> until until I made it, I'm sorry. It's true. Well, um, I did the audition for the writing show. Uh, like a student write, written show yeah. a couple what was that a month or two ago mm-hmm. and that felt really terrible oh really yeah because you don't know what they want you know you see the value of writing because it's like wow this must suck to be an actor you know what I mean to constantly have your life be in somebody else's hand like yeah. I feel like if you can write or do stand up or something you can at least write your at least you can get a form where you control it even if like nobody cares but like something like the launch cast you you're completely putting it in their hands and like i said they i'm not bitter at all i thought it was a good experience i was i felt like a long shot going in anyway you know what yeah. i mean especially yeah. like the first day of auditions just talking to everyone like most people were like i've you know done like advanced two or three or i've gone through all the classes there were two people in my group in my uh, second audition group that i've gone through all the classes so i was like it was a good experience it's fine and i'm not bitter. yeah well especially because they wanted you to have at least two years of experience and- yeah and uh, so this, this brings us to a feature I like to call uh, Schadenfreude Corner. Uh, I think Schadenfreude is a German word for shameful joy. It's like when you feel uh, joy at somebody else's misfortune. Yeah. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I like to go around the group and say, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy were you that I didn't make it into the final launch cast? I'll go first. Okay. Honest answer. No jokey answers. A scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. Like 1 being, you know, like... You know, like zero being not 
not happy at all, a little bit inside, and ten being super happy and thrilled that I that I failed. And I say this because it's, there's a famous quote from a writer that says, "Every time one, uh, I think Voltaire, somebody, some bullshit, we can, somebody can look it up, but it says, every time one of my friends has success, I die a little bit inside." <laughs> it's true. Like, it, like it's a famous writer that wrote it. I think that's so funny. But there's an element of truth to that. So Jim, four, four. So like almost really happy. But you're smiling. So I'm like, do you really mean that? No, I was a. I was. I would say honestly a four because I thought it was great for you to try out, but I didn't want you to get your big head. So you think I'm prone to like egotistic tendencies? I think you would have got egotistical. Like, oh my god, I don't even have, don't even know what I'm doing, and I got in. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. All right, Heather. Well, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I can think what the right number is, but. I mean, I wanted you to get in, but I didn't want you to stop being friends with us. <laughs> oh, you look so serious right now. Do you really I'm think I little, would do that? You happen. might get new friends. Yes. I don't have friends. Like, I have very few friends. You but know, if you made choice. it in, you'd be with these people all the time, and they'd become your new no, like friends. Once, once and you forget about us, and you forget about the podcast. She's very jealous. I, I will say that people I'm really it, jealous of your hypothetical friends. I would say people. I want you to have that. Okay, I say people in my life that are my good friends are what I call friends that take an active role in the friendship. Like they're the more like the ones to initiate. You know, like they'll be like, "Let's go do something." But uh, people that are just like that don't call me. I'll be like, you know, maybe this is low self esteem, but I feel like I'm bothering them if I call. I used to. I, I do this less often now, but I feel like well. If they cared, they would call me, you know, like, or if they wanted to hang out. So they don't want to hang out. So I'm not going to bother them. So, right. So yeah. that's why, you know. That's why I like taking the classes because it feels like everyone's actively, if they show up, then they want to participate. Yeah. And, so and they pay money. Yeah. So give me a number, Heather. Um, like one. See, I thought you might say zero. No, she got it. She oh, got I know zero was an option. No, oh, see, I knew it. Anyway. She no one is you're a little happy, and ten is you're a lot happy. I'm not only a little happy that he didn't make it because I wanted him. <laughs> you just went on this huge rant about how much you hated his imaginary maybe friends. I was, no, you know, maybe I was right. I'm not gonna attack. I'm not gonna like I said. Uh, part of this is not you know like. Uh, denying, it's accepting. Yeah, so. accept my answer. Okay, yeah. I probably shouldn't have justified and said I wouldn't have left you alone. So if you thought that I might realistically leave you behind as a friend, what uh, what's your number then? Like eleven. I don't know. I can't. Just, I mean, it doesn't mean I anything. I was gonna say five. Okay. Yeah, well, oh, there, the truth five. comes out. I yeah, said four, by the way. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> true friend. Thank you, true friend, Jim. Heather, get out of here. So I'm less can, of that, a bad that, person. That court extends. You can do the rest of the podcast from the porch. But uh, no, I, I like that, and I take it as a compliment because it's like, oh, Heather would actually care about losing me as a friend. Yeah, oh, that's me too. It was my. No, sorry, Jim. No, no bandwagonsies. No, piggy, <laughs> no, no piggybackies. All right, John, scale of 1 to 10, how happy were you? Uh, you know, don't have to explain if you'd like to. I'll, I'll take it. But what, what level of happiness did you feel that me not making the launch cast? Like a zero because I was definitely going to use you for connections. See, I knew you would say that. And that's the cynical and the best answer, I think. I love that because it's true. You could have, I would have, I would have brought you all along with me like a rapper from the ghetto. Right. Not we a rapper from the could have been the entourage. Yeah. In your I don't, I've never watched that show, but I know the, the theme of it, you know. I just... I know the one guy was in it. 
you know, one thing I like to say and joke about, but I believe is teamwork makes the dream work. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. It's good. So. I saw it on Facebook. No, that's a true story. <laughs> and a cat poster. And uh, so, yeah, now here I am, you know, back back on earth with the peasants. No offense. Uh, Misquoting Gore Vidal. Yeah. Um, oh, is that who said it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Who did I say, Voltaire? I was, yeah, I was yeah, way off. Oh, God. Way, way off. It's like a century off, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> Dr. Like Seuss. 200 years. Dr. Seuss. That would be awesome if it was Dr. Seuss. By the way, I just found out that Dr. Seuss wrote Yertle the Turtle. I had no yeah. idea. In other news, I've downloaded a trivia game where you can play your friends on your phone. <laughs> trivia crack? Yes. All right. All right, it's on. Are you pretty good? Not at sports. Oh, uh, well. I'm... It reminds me every time. This is your worst category. Yeah, what is that? That's like a low self-esteem builder. Like, whatever okay, your categories, you know, and it's like. Because I'm like, art is your worst category, you know, like 95%. I'm like, sorry. Oh. It's not 95%. I just said that to seem smart. It's 81%. Well, it's not 100%. What? Yeah. So Heather, now we can settle who's smarter because everybody knows well, like acquired knowledge. Yeah, that's what intelligence is, really. Right. If you think about it, actually, you. if you don't think about it, that's what intelligence. I is. prioritize emotional intelligence over that's trivial insane. shit. That's someone. That's something that like uh, retards say. Should I say retards? No, you can't. Say <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, that's we, the last time I'll say retards on the show. You know, Jim always values anger against women, so. Yeah, he, he really prioritizes yeah. that emotional anger intelligence. Yeah, it does seem odd, Jim, that you value emotional intelligence when you seem so ruled by your emotions. Because I value it. Mm, that's a non-answer. But let me bring up my retard story real quick. This is a tangent. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh. This is this is relevant. See, this is a perfect example of why I should tell the story. Okay. Um, when there was this girl visiting my parents' house, this is like right. Uh, I was still in college. I was living at home because I went to Wayne State. It's cool, guys. Who needs to live in a dorm? It's lame. I lived in a dorm. Uh, shut up, Heather. Anyway, it's my story. <laughs> and um, so this girl came over, and I'm like, uh, so, and I said, what do you do? And she's like, I work with mentally challenged people, you know? And then I was like, what, you know, so is it, do you find it frustrating working with retarded people? And then she said, uh, I don't like to use that word, you know? And, and I was like, oh, is it offensive? You know, this is like the early, like the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And it was offensive. I still said it. I don't care. I still say it. I'm going to say that. But um, then she said, oh, yeah, it's, it's offensive. You know, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, no, it's okay. And then I said, anyway, so when you work with retarded people, like immediately <laughs> after, like completely forgetting the conversation uh, that I had. So that's why. So I'm not going to say retards anymore because I understand how it could hurt people, you know. But, you know, that's always a fight between PC. We're getting off on a tangent here. We're trying to catch up on what happened. I know, John's giving me the look. Like, Tony, yeah, I'm changing my number to like, uh, to like a 10. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it would hurt retarded people. I think it just hurts their parents. No, no I, think, I think mentally challenged people can, uh, like, they know when they're being teased sometimes. They do. I don't know. I saw, By teased, I mean like a rock being thrown at them. I saw a... I saw a stand-up show where it was like an open mic and the guy was, um, he was ripping on the Special Olympics. He's like, what are they winning anyway? They just, everyone gets a medal. It's not like, and then there's someone in the audience who's like, we got a Special Olympian right here. And he's pointing at his son. Awesome. And his son was like laughing at the joke, you know, but his parents were pissed off. Know your audience. That's what I would say. Maybe he was trying to, you know, he was a comedian for mentally challenged people. My cousin has a lot of uh, birth defects. He's mentally challenged. But I tell you what, he's like the smartest kid in that fucking family. Uh, (laughs) Like, 
his my one cousin, his sister has a daughter, and they both live with the mom still. Okay. And the mom's always buying her granddaughter like chicken nuggets and shit from McDonald's. And my uh, mentally challenged, whatever you want to call it, uh, cousin. Are you offended by the word retarded? Joe? No, not at all. Okay. Do you use it is in your he, everyday life? Is he? Occasionally, but I don't. I don't think he cares. They never use that word to to describe actually mentally challenged people. Yeah, it's just like frat boys and stuff. Yeah, like he's a retard or, or I sometimes say people are tarted. You know. Yeah. I I don't I feel sorry. I don't say it anymore, Heather. I feel sorry for people who um, are physically handicapped and people assume that they're mentally handicapped. I feel bad for those. Oh, like uh, cerebral palsy. Yeah. I always want to say cerebral palsy. Yeah, I can never know which way to say it. Because I you know never say someone cere- you never say someone cerebral. But it's their cerebellum. Oh, is that what it is? There are people that say they're cerebral. They're no, not no, talking no. about the same thing. No, no, no. That's what I mean. But they never <laughs> say cerebral. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, she, like Heather's very cerebral. You know, but they so nobody will say cerebral palsy. I mean, they will, but. I don't. We're getting way off topic here. But I, I mean, didn't even finish my story. Yeah, go continue your story. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, they're, the grandma will buy the granddaughter McDonald's and shit, and my mentally challenged cousin will be like, you got enough money to buy her shit? Like, he totally gets it. <laughs> Whatever challenges he's going through, he's like, that spoiled bitch, fuck her. <laughs> I, I will say, on Howard Stern, he tends to have a... Uh, less so than in the past, but he has a plethora of mentally challenged people on. And he always has some questions like, you know, like who's a predator and stuff and that and they're like, What what you know, what what is Howard? And they're always like a Jew. And he's like, right away, you know? <laughs> like even the mentally challenged no racism, you know, and like they'll say like the N word and stuff and he's like, like what is that? That is like so basic to our humanity that we can be racist. And I was like, that's so funny. Because yeah. I love racial humor. Uh, that is that is a basic part of human It <laughs> is a basic human thing though. It comes back to like different tribes and well, I think it comes down to the basic survival instinct. Man is a discriminating animal. Yeah. Like, man stayed alive by knowing, like, okay, if you eat this fruit, you'll get sick and die. If you eat this fruit, that's fine. There's the no brain dip- always looks for patterns. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. like, previous history. That's why it's good to have a good uh, melting pot, because then you get both yeah. good and bad like our experiences, yeah. and you prevent racism that way. Anyway, um, so that's what happened with me. It's all about me, I guess, guys, and um, not saying the word retarded anymore, though I've said retarded quite a bit. Like 37 times already. Mentally challenged, mentally challenged. My sister hates when I say it, too. And I I agree it's wrong, and I apologize. I apologize to all the people not listening to this podcast. Uh, John, let's go to you next. Um, I've heard rumors that the dream is soon to end. Maybe. Okay, like how long have you been living the dream of... Uh, not working? Uh, it's been at least three months. That's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Like Especially since I have zero money. Yeah, so what are you doing for money? I know you said your mom lent you some cash to take this uh, these classes. Yeah, and uh, I got some... I have an interview coming up. Yeah, for a nice I, job, it sounds like. At a bank? Yeah, it is at a bank. All right, anything else? I get that... a discount on money at the bank, apparently. Really? Oh, <laughs> Nice. Jim, the wizard, plotting is it? Quit rubbing your fingers together, Jim. That's creepy. Yeah, so. But uh, I've been selling stuff on eBay. Magic cards? Yeah. Why are you laughing, Whatever. Jim? I, uh, I've done that. 
Have you really? Yeah. Wow. The dual lands are worth the most. I sold a hundred twenty dollar land the other day that I didn't even know I had. I wish I knew what a land was. It's just a type of card, whatever. Is that where the term land party comes from? I was thought no, it was a land thing. party is a, a local area network party, right? And they hook up their computers and play. Okay, yeah, so they don't do that anymore because of the internet. Yeah, thank God. Mm-hmm. I would never even get invited to land parties. How about that? Uh, anything else, personally, professionally? Oh, you're aren't you driving part time for Jimmy John's or? Uh, I applied and I was like, I'll drive for a month, and I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but apparently I'm not going to work there for a month. Oh, that's weird. Back to improv, I started taking... Wait, Jim, we're not even Jim's taking Jim's just yet. cutting in line. What is that? Heather, you can go ahead and take that nap what now. Is the Jim's natural, not done. What is the natural order of things? <laughs> All right, fine. Heather, do you mind if we skip over you That's for a second? Because Jim, <laughs> somebody's uh, cutting to the front of the bar. Oh, I forgot, Heather, what's happening? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, apparently we haven't, got, we haven't gotten to the acting portion yet of our classes. All right, Jim. Uh, Jim, John, are you done? I mean, uh, I, I don't mean it to be rude, but, you know, Jim is... I also champion. got a haircut You know, I was from say, hipsters. What's it called? I it mean, was the, the Chop Shop in Berkeley. Okay, I was going to say, like, I noticed that today. I was like, John looks very clean cut. I, I like that look. He looked different somehow, like neater. Did you get cut by a lady or a guy? They were all, like, middle-aged dude hipsters. It was kind of weird. Do you feel uncomfortable having a guy cut your hair? No, it didn't matter. Okay. No, I I was a little sad because I couldn't look down any blouses, but other than that, it was fine. Well, hipsters wear blouses. <laughs> That's true, like Prince. You guys. Some do. They had like, uh, not what's the strap? Suspenders. Suspenders. Really? Yeah, beards. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this place they had studied to do time period haircuts. Are you kidding me? I am. All the hipsters that is on have their that haircut. All the hipsters have that, that haircut. That they've studied now. for years to do time appropriate period piece haircuts. What period? Like seventeen hundred. If you wearing some engineer's outfit that you bought oh, yeah. at an antique store, they can give you a period appropriate haircut wow. for it. It's like cosplay. Yeah, you can you can walk right in and say, "Give me a They'll haircut." They'll do pompadours, Elvis haircuts, whatever you need. What do they do for me? Just walk in and say, give me a haircut from 1920 douche. Yeah. <laughs> no jokes, guys. That's another thing we learned in class today. But we, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we move on to Jim Harper, who's been patiently waiting and not interrupting everybody. Oh, I, um, I thought I already won. Oh, no. Jim. Uh, Jim, so what, what's been going on in these uh, past three weeks? Well, thanks for asking. <laughs> um, let's see. I started taking my intro three class at Point of Ant with the teacher, Lauren Bickers, and she's a delightful person. And I feel like we've got a really good group there. There's about eight people in the class, and everyone kind of gets it. There's no, you know, there's no one that, like, doesn't get it. Okay, so, like, no remedial students? I feel like everyone in that class is a ninja. Uh, you know, okay. where they can play a character <laughs> or they can play a supporter. Yeah, I think we should explain a little bit more about the ninja. Yeah, John, why don't you go ahead and do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, in our class today with Mr. Bob Wick. Advanced one at Go Comedy. Thank you. Uh, we learned about robots, pirates, and ninjas. The robot is like a machine throwing together the structure and technical ability that improv uses. Uh, the pirate is the wild card that does good character works and makes bold choices. And the ninja stealthily switches between the two roles and can do either or. So yeah, I feel like shouldn't that person be a chameleon rather than a ninja? 
I feel like the ninja should refer to the person that stands there until like the last line of the scene and then just blows out the house. Well, that was an assassin. Bob said that uh, Heather was an assassin. Sniper. Sniper. Heather had some great lines today. You should be proud. And she was working with a headache, which she's dealing with now. Yeah. And she was willing to have as many children as necessary. Yes. Heather volunteered. Like, Heather would be great in the cult. Ah. She would be like number one wife. Wouldn't you like to be in a cult, though? Like, all your only responsibility would be to have babies. No. And you could teach morals and ethics to all the cult members. You could be like the cult social worker. Yeah. Yeah. Helping people. Leave the cult? Like, I'm going to help them leave? What if your cult Maybe has better social do. structure than the general population? Yeah. Mm. What if people are happy in the cult? Yeah. It could be immoral to make them leave the safety of the cult to go towards a chaotic and unsafe well, world. Well, maybe if I find the right cult, you guys. Yeah. Some argue that Christianity or Scientology are cults. Uh, I, I don't even... think Scientology qualifies as a cult. I think they're more of a nefarious organization bent on stealing money. Yeah. My friend Vernon Reed tried to get me to join his uh, cult of personality, but I refused to wear body glove clothing. That's a joke straight from the 90s. John knows what I'm talking about. All right. Zing! Yeah. Anyway, Jim, continue your update. Um, Jump update. Jim update. Jump update. That is about it. Oh, and the other update is I started taking, uh, well, we started taking the class today. Mm -hmm. And my update is I'm pleasantly surprised by Bob Wick's teaching performance this is a question i was dying to ask and jim kind of spoiled it by talking about it before we got on air but i was saying to heather because i felt jim was very down on the class before we even walked in and the whole class i was like if jim is dissatisfied with this then there's no pleasing jim so it's good to hear that you enjoyed the class i was Mm-hmm. I went in there with no expectations because I know, you know, as an improviser, you're supposed to clear your head. Don't load stuff into your head. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Bob, I thought he did a great job. You know, I was surprised by, I, I've talked to Bob a number of times and he's also, he's come across more to me as like, kind of like, I don't know if low key is the word, but like a chill dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. But as soon as the class started, he, and he's been our substitute teacher, he made a point of saying, hey, I am very passionate about improv with you know that's kind of one thing that's reassuring and the second thing is you wonder is this guy just teaching because he has to teach but he's like no i love to teach and this is my favorite class to teach yeah. so yeah those two things i was like oh, i forgot to turn off the camera again you know i but. yeah i got the vibe too when he was uh, like correcting us during the scenes is that they you know the teacher will correct you because they want you to get better Yes. And, you know? and I, immediately you see how the scenes are better once he points that out. Yeah. He, like, he corrected me and I thought it was a great note uh, about like describing what I was doing rather than the relationship. Um, and also, I would say that he called out people more in that class than all our previous classes combined. Yep. Which and is that's good. That's what I like. That's what I'm used to. That's what they do with the ant. Yeah. Heather, that's I mean, you I'm wouldn't know what this is like because you did everything perfect today, but we all benefited from it. Yeah. <laughs> He wants to get with you. Friend. Actually, I think I don't think he actually even like called you out once or stopped you once. A couple times he was like, "Heather, say something." Oh yeah, he's like, yeah, he like he was like, but then he was like, "I love how Heather was just patient. She just hung back there and just gave us gold." It was like, yeah. "Heather, this is your moment." So really, <laughs> long form is where you star. Oh maybe. We'll yeah. See. She's a sniper. Yeah, sniper Heather the sniper. All right. But you know what? Maybe we'll call you Heather Sniper. That's your All name. Right. Yep. So, uh, anything else personally, Jim, or uh, professionally? How are things at the bakery uh, since the Lenten? Um, uh, oh, since the Punchkeys. Yeah, Punchkeys. Yeah, it was the same. 
Oh, you know, I should probably take the time to mention today is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Happy Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You know, I saw this on Reddit. You might have seen it too, John, because we're both Reddit addicts. Uh, do you know why St. Patrick's became such a big drinking holiday? Because traditionally on Lent, they would have a giant feast. It would be the feast day. And people were exempt from their Lenten, like... And uh, that led to overindulgence in... Mm, drink. Drinking. And then they stopped eating altogether and just started drinking all day. And then everyone turned Irish. Yeah. Said the man wearing a green shirt. Theater of the mind, everybody. I wore this because I'm 300% Irish. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, I'm really 300% <laughs> Irish. That's called acting, guys. That's called buying in. <laughs> you know, I just thought, I just thought we, we could start doing improv scenes. Yeah. On the radio. On That's the what I said from the beginning. Like, oh, God, nobody listens to me. It's so sad. But uh, Comedy Bang Bang, if you want to listen to people doing improv on the radio, that's a big portion of their show. I listen to the Improv for Humans podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, I wouldn't think they would do improv on that show. Yeah, that's what they do. This is the UCB. It's Matt Besser, and he has a lot of people on. Yeah, okay. Sorry. That was the whole subtext there. Like, I was being sarcastic, and then Heather knew it, and then she started laughing at me while Jim tried to pretend that I'm not being an asshole. Um, what a, okay, so nothing else you'd like to add? Like, how are things with the family, uh, with your brother's dog? Fine. Have you, when was the last time you saw your brother's dog? Hello? Hello? Are you going to answer the question or no? <laughs> no, I feel like you give me enough lip. Oh, okay, so you're generally getting irritated hey, now? sarcasm. <laughs> Why do you hate this dog so much? No, you like he the dog. That dog. Jim considers that partially his dog. I mean, I feel like he used to like the dog. I wasn't like being sarcastic. I feel like now it's turned and now he hates the dog. I feel like now he hates me. Well, I, I, didn't he always hate us? No, I think he looks at us with a cold eye. Like, you know, like if, like, let's say, like a bandit came in, a bandit, uh, and like sliced all our heads off. Like, I don't know that Jim would necessarily be sad. I think he would just observe it like, hmm, like, why did they die and I lived? Is that right, Jim, or would you feel sadness? And then he would eat some fava beans and drink a nice chianti. No, I don't think Jim's a serial killer. <laughs> Remember I said that, Jim. I think, it would, I think I would end up putting it into a context of my entire life and think over the 80 or 90 years that I'm alive and the 12 months that I've known you three that the tragedy that befell you and your heads... I think I would. Uh, so you you wouldn't feel sadness. I would feel one eightieth of a life of sadness. Oh, okay. I'll take that. But you wouldn't cry. That's fine. I'm not very. I'm not a crier either. <laughs> I went many years without crying. Yeah. I feel right. like crying just talking about that. Oh really? Kind of. Why? It's sad. Some people just aren't criers, Heather. I can sometimes. I've been doing it lately, where I like. Try to make yourself cry? Try to make myself cry, Mm -hmm. like acting skills, and I can, like, shed a tear. Sense memory? Yeah, just a sense memory. Would you be willing to share what your sense memory is? Um, The thing you think about to try and make yourself cry? Oh, I don't think it, I don't think it works like that. I think it, I do my, like, um, my Michael Hovich impression, where I just try to, like. (laughs) Is that, is that what he, is that what he does? Yeah, well, he's just, like, you know, like, just take your. Emotion and then really like multiply it times like 10 on stage, you know, and then it 
It's like talking on stage. You do it louder than you think you have to, and it comes out normal. Hmm. So that's sometimes what I've been doing is, like, if I have an emotion, I'll just try to, like, uh, like blow it up to where it's unnecessarily big, and, and then I'll shed a tear. That's interesting. See, I don't think I could do that. Like, I think that's a real skill. I think that sadness is the hardest emotion to, like, ratchet up like that. I don't think I could ratchet up my emotions to make myself cry. Right. But my mom sure could. Nah. <laughs> Wish I was lying. Anyway, uh, now we move on to the very patient and very sweet Heather. The sniper. The sniper with a headache that was trying to fall asleep during my catch-up. Full of pills and beer. Full of pills and beer and social worker Just two angst. two pills and two beers. Laffy okay. Taffy's. Yeah, Laffy Taffy jokes. So, Heather, what's been up with you? Um... You know, I've just been doing school. I wrote a paper about our improv class. Oh, yeah. About our intro wow. four class. It was about it. Like, what, yeah. in terms of what, when you say about us, did you analyze this psychologically? Um, well, so the paper, it's the class I'm in is dealing with groups. Um, so mostly we were talking about, like, mutual aid groups or, like, support groups. Um, but for this paper, we had to write, like, a retrospective analysis of a group that we had been a part of. And it didn't have to be, like, a support group. It could be any kind of group. People use, like, sports teams or, you know, whatever, different kind of groups. So I wrote about our intro four class. And I just had to analyze, like, people's roles and how we worked together and how the facilitator... The teacher. The teacher. Um, influence the group and different stuff like that. He's called the facilitator. Facilitator? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. You should, re- you should write jokes for Laffy Taffy. <laughs> now, you told me before we started recording that you also ranked the class in uh, terms of bangability. Now, why did you do that? Was that part of the assignment? or? <laughs> I didn't turn that part in. That's something I did just for myself. Okay. And for is it knowledge. true you tattooed that on your inner thigh? Yep, so one of you will get to find out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> See, that's part of what we call buying in. That's what this podcast is all about, and Heather did it big time. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we learned today. Buy in. Don't deny buy in. Yeah. And uh, It's the best thing you've ever heard. Yeah. I, as soon as he said that, I thought, he's got to win over Jim with this. Are you mad at me, Jim? About what? I don't know. About You seemed irritated before. That was acting. Oh, was it? Yeah. I can never know with you. I can never know. Maybe that's a tragedy. It's improv. No, I don't know. I don't think anybody believes you, right? See, what I did was I took my little bit of irritation. (laughs) And then I just ratcheted it up. And it's turned into a lot of paranoia with me. So, But I'm actually very comfortable with people hating me. Like, have any of you guys ever gotten hate mail? Mail? No. Usually it's people just threatening my life. Oh, Jimmy Jones? Uh, Occasionally. uh, A lot of times on the road. Hmm. I would say getting hate mail is kind of fun. I did it, that used to happen to me at the paper. Oh. It was just really funny. I just found it very amusing. I was like, why would someone take the time to say they like despise me? Was that when you were doing sports writing? Yes. I had a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who else would? Politics and sports, those are things that re- people really get worked up about. Like, I wish I had saved it, but uh, we used to, like, the business department used to share with us voicemail. This happened in Seattle, too. Or, the like, uh, the Metro desk. People would just call up and, like, psycho like leave voicemails about you guys are the devil and you know like because of like we endorsed like proposal c for like you know oakland county 
school millage and stuff. It was just like the dumbest shit ever. Only the devil would yeah. millage for the school. Yeah. So how are you settling? Uh, you moved recently back across the, to your sitcom, as I like to call it, where you live across the street from your childhood home and your grandmother lives next to you and your sister and her son live with your parents. God, everybody loves, loves Heather. Heather. Yeah. They do love me. They do. You're very Does anybody hate you? Um, that you know of? Do you have any enemies? I wouldn't say... I mean, I've had yes. some people not... I don't know. Like, But I always feel like if someone doesn't like me, I already don't like them more. So you don't feel the need to like convince them? Like, oh, I'm really a good person. Yeah, yeah. no. I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty likable in general. I think that's true. Like, you don't yeah. rub people... The, I, I don't see you as a person that rubs people the wrong way. And I don't mean any innuendo. John, I, I just saw John got this look like he was cocking like his gun back. You know, that's more innuendo. And But I was like, no, I'm going to shut it right down for him. I'm glad you stopped all the innuendo with the gun cocking. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's seem it on to another topic. Mm-hmm. Is there any... Uh, let's see. <laughs> I was just trying to create innuendo and I just went to, you know, over We'll just seam it all over yeah, these topics. Yeah. Yeah. Let's seam in my come, way. Come back to me, everyone. Yeah. Come okay, back. Jim. Will it come back to you? Do you have something to say? <laughs> he has to now. I mean, yeah. come on, me, everyone. Or do you need, a, you come need on. a Yeah. Do you need a half hour on a cigarette? Mm. I don't smoke. I don't either. <laughs> So I would never have anything to do after sex. I'll be like, well, we'll just sit here. That was like that was like Frank today when he did his object work, the cigarette. I thought, yeah, it was very it's good. So funny. It's great. So initial thoughts. I know Jim is impressed, which impresses me about the class. Uh, John and uh, why don't you go first, John? Like, how do you feel about the class like thus far? Like this, I don't want you know what I don't want to compare the two classes because we to me like our first planet and improv class was very introductory you know like yeah, we did a lot of it definitely was a lot of basic stuff mm-hmm. for bob i think he's gonna be good he's definitely passionate which is important i was really surprised by that yeah uh, i think it'll start to really come together once he learns people's personalities more yeah because there were some things he didn't understand why i said some things but it was all about scene partners and what i knew they would or wouldn't get yeah, and there were certain things that some people did that I thought should be called out that weren't called out, but I was like, it's a first class. Yeah, graduate. I think once he learns personalities and what people are good and bad at more, it'll be yeah. fine. But to me, it's like, yeah, I'll take someone that's enthusiastic every time. I was like, yeah. all right. Like, we were there, I was like, yeah, getting the money's worth. So I take that and get again. Yeah. So. <laughs> and also, I like being in the theater. There's a huge difference. Can- because with me, I was going into it like, I'm going to be in that fucking orange room again, and it's going to be like... <laughs> You know, but being in the theater is great. By the way, did you guys get an email? How did you know it was in the theater? Because you, you, I read the email. I, I never read the email like three times. Tony, and I did you don't not get the it. emails because you never, you did not update your email address, he which did. is why. Well, he definitely did. I did. I was concerned that some of you would either not get the email or not read it correctly. So that is why I texted everyone today. I appreciate, I appreciate that because I wouldn't have known. I was going straight to the orange room. See, we would yeah. have all walked into the intro this class. This is why you need my help. Then James would have been like, okay, you got to walk down the street <laughs> to the theater. I'll show you yeah. where it is. Are you then, fucking with me? Yeah. No, but I, you know, last semester I made the effort and I did get emails from Jessica Loria and I had gotten nothing on this one. I don't know. And she I said, got the one email from her, but I read it like four times 
And I didn't see it say anywhere that we we're going to be in the theater. Same here. I got that email as well. Maybe it's a girl thing. Mm. Oh, she read into it? I just knew what she meant. <laughs> oh, I see it now. She put it right after payment. Like, if you still need to pay, see me. We'll be in the theater. Like, why would you put that after the payment oh, paragraph? Oh, I thought that meant to say, like, she'll be in the theater, like, right. that day. Or, yeah. you know. It's just... That's what it sounds like. And of, like, final verdict, we're right, they're wrong. Heather, you're helpful, you mean well, but you're wrong. Why was I wrong? I, I think Jessica may need some help from a... I read it. I think I, Jessica she, just needs a writer to come help her after class, show her the ropes. Yeah. Okay, you guys ropes? were... You were hating on me for not reading your whole email when you needed my approval. Yeah, it, my whole email was two sentences. And they okay. were very clearly distinct and easy to read. Yeah. Anyway, what's what's done is done. Uh, so I take it to mean by that none none of you have ever uh, have ever had a class in the theater. Yeah, well, we had our intro first one. Class started there. Oh, mine too. Okay. For it, like a couple times, and then we we moved on to the. One, one oh, that's right. It was only like the first four classes or something. And we moved to the purple room. I like being in the theater because I think you can network better. Like we met people from the real class. You know? That's true. I got to insult one of the owners of the theater today. There's tables. That's yeah. nice. I yeah. like imagining asses in the seats. You know, like <laughs> you can imagine there's people in the audience. Okay, that's true. I guess I didn't think of it on that level. I was wondering if anybody was going to ask Bob for anything to drink besides water, and nobody did. Because he's you like, "What do you guys want to drink?" And You're you not, know, it's you, against policy. It I is? knew that he wouldn't. Give me anything else. Dave tried to bring in beer one time and uh, he and got Travis yelled at. shut it down. Dave Dross? Yeah. He did? Yeah. He went yeah, to CVS, those, uh, bought a 12 with... pack, enough mm-hmm. for everyone in the class, and Travis was like, well, you gotta put that in. It was away. those beers with lemonade in them. Yeah. Yeah. Like shock Shandy, summer shandy. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it was my suggestion. Oh, it was? <laughs> I was the all wizard. About it. And he said yes and to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, it's against I, policy. Like, you can't have sex with students and you can't drink or be high in class. I can't imagine that, like, if you were to ask me anyone, I would say Dave would be the last person. Steve, maybe. The last. Dave or Steve would be the last people. Frank would be the first. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> really surprising. I was how, drink. How far was this in the class? Who's in intro the one? But it was oh, no, I mean, like, was it like the first, like, second, week no, 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 five no. or six? Because it was after we moved to the other six or seven, room. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's good try. It was in the down. purple room. But, yeah, I think I seem to remember that when I took in for one, like, James Casada, uh, who's my teacher, I think somebody asked him for, like, a pop. I think it was me. And I think, <laughs> I think it was good. It was summer. It was great. But I felt like, you know, here's the thing. Anybody that's worked in, you know, the food industry knows a pop is dirt cheap, you know? So um, cheap. It's yeah. like it's cent- pay, literally pennies per serving. Yeah. Um, so that's why, you know, I worked at a pizza place. You guys worked at Jimmy John's. Maybe some of you worked at bars. But, I mean, liquor is where the money is made. And um, pizza is where the money is made. Soda's, well, and soda's the, where the money's made. Yeah. Made. Because, yeah. that's my, And plus, they have you shove it butt crack full of ice. I don't know why I said butt crack full of ice. I knew I was preparing to say it. I'm like, don't say butt crack full of ice. And yet I said it. I've um, shoved ice down people's butt cracks before. At work, right? Yeah, because they're acting <laughs> or just, out. Or just in the park. 
They're acting <laughs> up. I just grab a handful of it, be like, "Bam, there you go, bitch." Mm, that's good. And then they'd scream and run around for a while, and I'd feel better. Did you ever? Have you ever hooked up with anybody you work with at Jimmy John specifically? Hell yeah. no, them dirty bitches. Mm. Heather, well, we we I went am. over your molestation issue or consensual <laughs> molestation. Oh no, yeah. I had actual sex with several people that I worked with. You did? Yeah. We never went. Out. We never went over this. The boy I lost my virginity to. I met him because he worked at Jimmy John's. Oh, I was his you, manager. You never mentioned that part of the story. I wasn't his manager at the time that we had sex. Well, then but it's that fine. is how I met him. Did you ever have sex in Jimmy John's? No. Not even in the walk-in? No, I let someone touch my boob there. That's fine. I had to kick people out of the Jimmy yeah. John's for before for having sex in the walk-in, fingering in the lobby. It was disgusting. That's the story you told that really disgusted me. I was like, some guy, right, he was just talking to you and fingering his girlfriend. And yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? I don't think I will ever have that much confidence in my the entire life. Free the smells. Free smells. <laughs> the people I was working with... <laughs> That kid, the gross finger my girlfriend in the lobby kid, and another driver, they were talking about some party where they were playing the fun game, who can have sex with my girlfriend the fastest, where apparently they got their girlfriends naked in the living room and just saw who could finish faster you mean complete he's yeah just, he's looking at the other guy the whole time i know yeah that's all i could imagine like you're just staring at this dude you can't tell me that's not a little gay that's a lot gay. it's totally normal for a gay dude yeah i always think weird competitions like that there's like a sign of latent homosexuality it's just my opinion not um, that there's anything wrong with that or like just weird things like there was one guy that was like uh, he and his friend, I heard this story, I don't know if this is true, but he was like, he and his friend were like, yeah, we're trying to get our girlfriends to see if we can make the girl like pee on us, like who can do it first, if she's going to be the first to get. And they're like, yeah, it's a contest. I'm like, no, you want that girl to pee on you. You know, like, it's a really weird way of framing I did, it. I did work with this guy once. This guy was hilarious. So funny. Yeah. But he comes in, uh, and my one really pretty, like, ex-stripper friend, he goes up to her and he's like, hey... Can you come over tonight and hold my girlfriend's butt open while I pee in it? Oh my God. <laughs> and what did she say? She politely declined. And did he hold out a 20? Everybody. Did he hold out a 20 while I was saying it? He did not. <laughs> now, Heather, yeah. I just noticed something. When I told that story about the guy, uh, you know, trying to get the girl to pee on him as a contest, <laughs> this was your, yeah, that's exactly what you did. Oh, Heather, oh. without anybody looking, shrugged her shoulders and looked side to side. Like, uh-oh. Like, smiled. Yeah. I've never peed on anyone. I've never been peed on. But I would say that I wouldn't be necessarily like that freaked out about it being brought up. Ladies so, and gentlemen in the audience, uh, Heather's <laughs> waiting for that special man yeah. to ask her to pee on him. This is the girl that thinks uh, anal is okay when you love someone. Well, well I, guess... I just don't want to have butt sex, but... If... But... <laughs> Love but can if, overcome yeah, any pain. Yeah, if I really love someone and he really wants to try it out, then maybe I might. Yeah, what's wrong with that, Jim? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. You're saying anal sex is wrong no matter what? No, I'm saying if you want to do it, you should do Jim's it. saying that he'd have anal sex even it. if he didn't love him. That's right. You well, you would. It. You should do it because you love the butt and not because you love the person. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, I could Well, I would that... try it one time and then if I liked it, then we would do it. Well, well, if you liked it, you would already know. Well, I, well wait, but true. I haven't yeah. had it. Some people are late bloomers. And uh, so let me ask you this, Jim. If um, 
by that argument, if you there was a girl that was uh, performing oral sex on you on a regular basis. I like it. Uh, and then you found out she hated doing it, but she did it because she knew it made you happy. You would tell her to stop doing it. By your own logic. Long pause. Does that happen? Sure it happens. Oh, it, yes. It's called marriage. Oh my There's, god. Some girls really do not like blowjobs. History is littered. I with wouldn't be females. with her. Yeah, well, that's easy to say when you're dating someone. But when you're yeah. married and the woman says, you know what? I'm not going to suck your dick anymore. That's happened plenty of times. That's wow. fine. I as can long give as you she substitutes that with another action. I think that's why I don't want to ever get married. <laughs> because, so saying, yeah. because once you get married, they decide, well, I was faking everything the whole time. And I really don't like you that much. Well, a good marriage will not do that. but So she'll keep sucking your dick. No, but my question is, would you want her to keep sucking your dick? If a girl is sucking my dick and she didn't like it, I think I would be able to tell right away. Oh, you do not know women, my friend. No, you wouldn't be able to tell. Well, if she was really good at faking it, then maybe I wouldn't care that much. Yeah. I mean, really, are you focused on the performance? I mean, I, yeah. that's, that's a bad question. You are focused on yeah. the performance. Yeah, you know I, I, mean. I want a robot. I want her to be technically good. They have a, <laughs> they have a blowjob robot in Japan. I saw a video of it. I on want YouTube. a ninja. A ninja? Yeah, like a tiny Japanese girl that could kill someone and also sucks my dick. She'd be a big character and a technical performer. Yeah. I thought you meant somebody that could jack you up without you realizing. You'd be like, oh, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> Don't touch me. It's all about the journey. It's not about the destination. Oh, please. It's a lot about the destination. <laughs> I'm not going to drive to Disney World and not go to fucking Disney World, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but what if you find a really nice waffle house on the way? Yeah, you want that, to stop at the That's waffle like house. a missing, that's like jumbo shrimp. Really nice waffle house. It was a trick question. Mm-hmm. There's I've no never, such thing. I've never been in a waffle house, but it's just amazing. by driving by it until I don't want to be in one. No, no I it's want awesome. It all the time. Really? It's They're good. So, it's like the It's dem- not about the food, it's about the experience. Oh, okay. I think in America we're moving to a trend of fetishizing food, you know? I mean, we're already balls deep in that. Uh, but I mean, to me, Waffle House is like the Denny's of the South. That's it's the way I think of it. It's better than Denny's, though. See, see what I see. What just happened? Waffle House's real claim to fame isn't in the waffles; it's in their hash browns. Really? Because they will add the like forty different options. There's, oh, yeah. And they have specific words. You know, like uh, waitresses will yell out, "I need the sunny side under the roof" or whatever, and the cuckoo. <laughs> I don't know waitress terms, but you've all yeah. seen that movie where they yell some crazy shit and he's like, there's your eggs. Yeah. Waffle House is the same way. They're like, oh, I need my hash brown smothered, covered, and under the, the sun. <laughs> and then they're like, I just want the rest of the podcast to be John making up diner terms because I really enjoy it. I don't know what it is, but just like you're trying to make really up diner terms. I think we should take a road trip to Waffle House. There's probably one in Tennessee. The, the, clo- the closest one is in Ohio, and it's not that far away. That's crazy that you know that. Well, you can, I, had their... to, I did look it up specifically how far Every it was. Are you location... From my ex boyfriend's house, because we were going to go to Waffle Every House. location has a map with all the Waffle House locations on it. I like the oh, one that's kind of cool. There should be an app. Waffle Canada. We could ask Kid Rock. He loves Waffle House. Yeah. I've been to Waffle House in Tennessee. After Bonnaroo, and now, also many other times. If I told you I was friends with Kid Rock, would you guys feel that I was obligated to introduce you to Kid Rock? I don't Only if him. it was appropriate for the situation. Okay, cool. I don't know Kid Rock. I if he had, it, if Kid Rock was like at 
oh, I'm going to have this thing and we're going to do improv there. I'd be like, that's a situation where we should be introduced. But if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to a Kid Rock concert, I'm like, well, it's just a concert. I would invite you guys to a Kid Rock concert. I feel like I wouldn't want to sit through the concert. I feel Jim, like there's not really a situation life, where I want to meet him at all. So. I don't really like his music. Okay. Well, yeah. actually, that's a good I... question, Jim. What's your, like, what kind of music do you like? What's your favorite, like, you know? Genre? If you could see, a, if you could see somebody perform Dead or Alive, I mean, you know what I mean. Led Zeppelin. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if they had a reunion tour, would you go? With Bonzo? Uh, is that uh, Bonham's son? It is Bonham. Oh, Okay. He's dead. Well, you know, his son played. He played at that one concert. And he's oh, yeah, good. yeah, the tribute. Was, is that acceptable to you? Yeah, he's still He's go. pretty good. I mean, he knows, like, you know. The... Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Couldn't do Moby Dick, though. No? I don't think so. Okay. Do you think there's any genetic pass along of, like, drumming abilities? No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really genetic. I think it's like Mozart, you know, his father was a, a music teacher, you know, when he was, like, Start learning when he was two. It's not genetic. It's I would disagree learned. with that to a small extent. I because there's genetic traits that will give you an advantage in things like drumming, like maybe longer arms, uh, faster twitch muscles. Yeah, because some people do have a little Naturally. bit faster arms or whatever. Yeah, just you can look at him, John. Inclined. It's cool. I agree with that. I think like maybe like the last two percent is like yeah, stuff. like. One or two percent is a genetic advantage. Everything else would be trained. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, having opportunity, I think there's a big factor. Like uh, Patrick Swayze of Dirty Dancing fame. His mother was a dance teacher. And uh, LeBron James's father was absent. I think stuff like that is like learning a language. (laughs) If you learn a language when when you're a child, you know, you don't speak with an accent. If you learn it when you're older, you speak with an accent. So even if you do... I always wonder that because, like, I grew up, my parents speak a dialect called Malayalam. It's a palindrome. It's spelled the same backwards and forwards. Malayalam. Hey, boss. Boss the Greyhound is standing up. Let's see if he does anything. I think he's just circling. He's such a good dog. He's very happy the weather's gotten better so he can go for walks. That was a real hot circle, boss. Now he's scratching his ear. Let's see if we can figure it out. See, it's a weird look on his face. I can see his dick skin. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about, his see-through dick. <laughs> that's what we were doing when I first got it. Time to tell everybody at home about your dog's see-through dick. Did you know, Boss, he's like a, like a black and white dog. It kind of looks like a Dalmatian a little bit, but he's a greyhound, big for his size. But his underbelly is like pink and whatnot. And when I first got him, the sun would shine through it and like the skin around his penis. And it would shine through and I would see all the veins in it and it really weirded me out. So I thought he was just sort of like an average dog. And then people started stopping me on the street and being like, oh, he's beautiful. Like, what a great dog. I'm like, you should look at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> now he's sniffing so John. John has a way with animals. Boss likes. He really does. Yeah, yeah. Boss is like, he doesn't lick faces, but he's chattering his teeth and sniffing John. He's like, I like John. I missed you, John. I'm a pretty big deal when it comes to animals. He yeah. doesn't seem to care My cat for being got too much. on his lap. He's like a cat. Huh? What? My cat got on John's lap. Well, that was there was some bacon influence on there. So yeah, but still, even then, that's a big deal for my cat. Okay. Uh, oh, Bob. Also, what I thought was I was excited to hear about. He's very involved in film. Sorry, I don't mean to. Yeah, something. I was too. Yeah, someone with some experience. Yeah, because that's one thing I was really looking to um, get involved with, and you guys like have shown zero interest. I'm looking at you, Heather. 
Um, um, I started out at Wayne State as a media arts and studies. Major. Did you really? Yes, I did. Thanks for never telling us. Yeah. I mean, I never really did anything with it because I changed my major like the next year. So did you do stuff in high school? I did like the, the TV lab class. Like we made videos and stuff. Do you have that? Like were they funny? I have them on a VHS somewhere. So if I can find that tape, we can watch it at my house. Oh, that's... I had a video lab, and they had so few machines that I never actually made a video. Wow, that's I made awesome. an animation. It took forever. What was it about? Um, it was about it was like a kid walking down the hall, carrying a big stack of books, and then I'm pretty sure a big chicken came out, <laughs> and then like he dropped all of his books. I think that was it. Uh, did you like, was there voiceovers and stuff? No, there wasn't any voiceovers. There might have been chicken noises, I'm not sure. But, like, we had to draw everything out, and, like, we didn't, like, we didn't have, like, a, you can do it with just, like, a, a still camera, like a digital camera, just take mm-hmm, the pictures, mm-hmm. but we didn't do it that way. We did it with videotape. Oh, that's tough. So there was tough. a lot of editing. Yeah, because there's a lot of edit. lag on like recording yeah. and pausing. Because like, we'd have to set it up, and it was like a big thing on the wall. And then I'd have to like move all the little parts. And mm. and then I you could see me running back and forth and like doing it. And then I'd have to edit all that stuff out. So it was down to just a little second. So how long were you a media arts major for? Like my first year. But it was just all... Gen ed classes the first year anyways. And then when did you decide upon social work? Oh, I didn't do social work in undergrad. So you didn't do like, your, I thought you did your undergrad stuff with an eye toward doing social work. That's not no, true? No, I was uh, public relations. And did you ever work in public relations? No, I did not. You know, did you ever intern in public relations? No, and see, this was the thing. Like, we didn't have like a built-in internship like I do now. Mm-hmm. So... I was just taking classes, and then, like, my senior year, I was like, you know, I don't like any of these people, and, like, this is these are going to be the people I'm going to be working with. I don't really think public relations is for me. I just thought it sounded fun, which is maybe not the right way to choose your career, <laughs> but... Um, I don't think... I, that's not a bad... I think it's a fun I mean, way. I thought it sounded good, but... Once I really got into it, I was like, you know, I'm not sure this is what I really want to do. And I tried to get an internship after I graduated, like doing some event planning, some whatever. Yeah, that's the worst time to get an internship, by the way. But, yeah, they were like, oh, well, yeah, we'll interview. And then they emailed me back again. And they were like, well, actually, we're looking for an intern that's still in school. Mm, yeah, that's what I was, was going like, to say. Well, that's why it's the worst That's time. why I've worked at this law office for six years. It's actually my six-year anniversary right today. Hey, Whoa. congratulations. Whoa. Oh, don't clap about it. It's really sad. Uh, nobody claps. Uh, with, I'll, I'll add it out those applause right, and the good. cheers and whistles. <laughs> Bob was yeah. very impressed that you were, you know, going to, uh, yeah. as he we was, all are, He actually. was pretty impressed with a lot of things. Yeah, you really, you won, mm. the, you won improv really today. I was impressed with you, Heather. He was. Yeah, yeah. One thing we can't have sex with me while I'm a student. Not wow. yet. Put it on the table. Gotta wait you, seven weeks. <laughs> now I'm not trying to have sex with Bob. You're yet. going to? No, I'm not don't trying to. Don't stay. I'm gonna edit that out. Yeah, don't don't uh, corrupt yourself. I'm not trying to do that. Just edit out the I'm not part. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> 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 
Well, I mean, I think one thing we've learned all the classes we've taken that improv is all about winners and losers. And uh, Heather definitely won improv today. today. Yeah. yeah. I always looked at Jim to see if Jim's laughing. Because I looked at, actually, not to be a creep, but I looked at you a lot in class today. <laughs> <laughs> like a creep. Because I was very curious to see, like, oh, is Jim impressed by this? That, was, like, that was like at the student show. I was looking at your parents. Yeah. Like, and, uh, so, like, so, so Bob would say something, and I wouldn't even laugh. i just look at Jim, and then Jim would be like, ha, ha, ha. And I'd be like, okay, maybe he likes it. I don't know why I care, but I was like, you should, you should like this. Because I was like, I think, I feel like, Jim, you're hurting yourself if you make a decision before you ever go in. And I want better for you because you're my friend. But you can see that I don't make. Uh, I'm not dedicated to my decisions. Like well, that, you know? I think in, it depends on the thing. Yeah. You know, like women, you're that ship. Hundred percent. That ship has sailed, and they burned the the pier. You know, like there's no coming back. Yeah. But uh, but you know what? I could totally see you like hooking up with some girl that will just totally like turn you out and like. I don't mean in a prostitution sense, but they'll just like, yeah. that will rock your world. And yeah. you know, like she'll be your Led Zeppelin. Yeah, for three to six months. <laughs> Maybe forever, Jim. You never know. Yeah. You never know. You won't be able to get out of the basement because you'll be shackled. Yeah. That's right. Chains. Chain, chain, chains. What, is, what happened to Jim? Okay. I don't know. I guess he's a sex slave. Do you like Motown, Jim? Yeah. I mean, not the city. I mean, the music, Motown music. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like that's Motown. what I thought you meant. I have friends. I have a friend that does not like I don't Motown. Trust that person. He doesn't like David Bowie either, and he thinks that I'm gay because I like Elton John. Did you explain that that's not how homosexuality works? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> but you know, here's the thing. I did not know that Elton John was gay until I was like way older to know better. Like you know, yeah, same here. I was probably <laughs> really? probably like a senior in high school or a freshman in college. I'm like, wait a minute, Elton John is gay? You know, like the guy that dresses up in weird, you know, like costumes and yeah. kisses men. When I looked at him with the Liza Minnelli glasses on and that big white hat. I was like, that dude's totally straight. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly that's stuff like Johnny Depp wears. Yeah, but he seems more like <laughs> like a hippie. You know what I mean? Like it could easily be drug related. Almost like he wants to be Keith Richards, and he kind of succeeded in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Okay, I think that that's a good. Is that a good stopping point? Let's see. We're like like a minute, an hour ten into this. I'm just saying, is there anything anybody wants to discuss? I should yeah, ask. so over the course of this um, advanced one class, what do you hope to achieve? Uh, I would like to learn the basic foundations of long form. Like trying out for the launch cast, I definitely felt like if I had a long form class, it would have helped me. So, um, so I want to learn like the structure. I want to learn how to be a good robot and then a pirate and then a ninja and then disappear. Okay, here's a question. So, uh, how would you think my performance was today? Um, I don't know that I grade anyone's performance today because it was very. I felt like it was very like first day of class. Get the syllabus. Like we were raw. I don't think we were really called on to be super original or to make any difficult choices. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was sort of about make this choice and um, follow the 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 structure. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think of like I just felt like today I made I was a pretty good robot today. I yeah. wouldn't say that you did badly, but nothing really stood out because nobody else really knew what they were doing. Yeah. I so would... even if you do put on a good performance, your scene partner well, that's wasn't what... able to. I was a good robot today, and I uh, confirmed it because Bob. Oh, Bob you asked confirmed him. Confirmed it. I mean, he said you were a good robot. Yeah, just from his reaction. I said robot. Mm-hmm. Sorry, robot. 
a rabbit. <laughs> well, really, I mean, honestly, Heather like was the star of today. Yeah, I got some good lines out there. So, and that's fine, you know. I don't need to be the center of attention. Heather is a pirate. I'm a pirate. Mm-hmm. Heather's a sniper. Especially a sniper when, pirate. Especially when she pees on a guy. Yeah, she likes it. I've never peed on a guy. But if you did, you'd be a sniper. Because you've never been in love. I wouldn't be sneaky about it. I would make. I would be really clear that it was something he really wanted. Okay, that's. You know what? That's that's a very. I wouldn't healthy do. Attitude. I wouldn't do it just for me. Like it, if it's I. It's not something I desire. Like you wouldn't pee on him in his sleep. She will have as many kids as he wants, though. I All only right. want two or three. kids. Let's say I stepped on a jellyfish and I wasn't in love with you. Okay. Would you pee on me? If you asked me to. That doesn't actually help. Correct. I was just going to say that, but then I was like... But if you asked me to, I still would. This is like the blessing and the curse of like being friends with someone that looks at Reddit, if not as much more than you do. It's just like... Because I was as you were saying, I was like, that's a myth. And I'm like, John's going to say it's a myth. I didn't even have to look. It was like a no-look pass. I was like, and John was like, that's a myth. Yeah. And we both read it on Reddit. See, that's bad in improv, though. When you're trying to correct people in a scene, it doesn't help. Yeah, but uh, I don't do that in a scene, do I? Do you some think people I, do. Do you think I correct people? No. All right. How do you think I did today, then, to ask you that same question? Uh, good. I think uh, Bob's... That's why I was impressed with Bob, because I thought his feedback was appropriate. You know, you just yeah. talk about the other person more than... Yeah, I thought that was a really good note. Because we do some... I've uh, done some practices at Planet Ant where, like, you'll do... One person will be washing dishes, and then the other person gets to monologue at them and just say whatever they want, and they have to react through washing the dishes. Oh, that's cool. So they don't get to say anything, but they get to show how they feel through their object work. Mm-hmm. And that's how it can be like really powerful, and that's when you start to realize that you don't actually have to respond to someone like vocally. You can yeah. just do it emotionally. And I thought he made a really good point about building tension by just doing object work. You know, like how it kind of builds anticipation. Like now you don't have to say something right away. And he actually made that note to a couple people. He said, let, because we had an exercise where someone would just perform an, like object work. And then you have to wait a little bit. Then the person would react to it with the line. Definitely. And um, that's something I noticed today. So I was like, yeah, I felt like I got my money's worth today. I love I love doing those exercises too, where you, one person comes out and they start doing object work, and they, and you're supposed to wait like ten or fifteen seconds, and mm-hmm. then the other person gets to justify what what they're doing. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be like what they're actually doing. You just start justifying it, and those scenes come out really well. So, do you think it'll be easy for you to become a ninja? I guess the end the the goal is to be a ninja. Yeah, yeah, I really feel like the last couple of months I've been more. At, point in i've been really focusing on the technical stuff and uh and i feel like i've got a good hold on that stuff so now i can start going back to like because i feel like the first couple classes you are a pirate because you don't know any of the technical stuff you just start doing characters Mm -hmm. and then you start getting away from that when you start focusing on the technical stuff and then and then you learn that and then you can get back into doing big characters and making crazy choices yeah, my problem is I always forget to do characters. Always, even when he said he said specifically choose a big character, didn't do it. So yeah, I got to work on that. John, uh, how do you feel about the class and uh, how you did today, or just in general? Uh, I felt it was pretty good today. There were a couple things that I didn't do one hundred percent, but whatever. Uh, there was some stuff where I didn't really feel like I was rejecting the idea, but I guess it wasn't clear enough that I wasn't. 
Yeah, Bob is very anti-joke, which my because I love making puns, so I didn't make any today out of just you know abject fear. I, I made my joke <laughs> mainly because I felt like the scene was already getting deconstructed. Yeah, and all the like. All the honesty had already been drained out of it. But what did he say? He's like, ah, joke. He's like, I'm going to bring my clown shoes next week. <laughs> yeah. And whoever makes a joke is going to have to wear them. I was like, you have clown shoes? Yeah. yeah. That's maybe the creepiest thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's very anti-joke. So, But I mean, I understand his philosophy. He's like, it's not natural and you can get a much more interesting scene. But look, I come from, I don't know if it's old school comedy or whatnot, but it's like, I still think at the end of the day... You know, I think there's a lot of teachers that say, as long as a scene is interesting, um, you know, then you've succeeded and you've like, created something. But I also think that improv is still an, I mean, if you're doing it for a paid audience, it's an entertainment form and it should be funny. You should be making people laugh. That's the way I feel. Like I know others teachers that definitely, and I've seen improv that definitely does not meet up to that, but you could argue, hey, they're really taking risks here. But I'm like, yeah, take risks in your own time, but if you're entertaining a crowd, like, yeah, but I think, and that's what I prefer. I like, I like laughing. Yeah, but I think the whole thing is that you don't need to try to make jokes. Yeah, that it'll be funny. But I don't think that's always true. I think you can get like something that where people take risks and it goes into a weird place, but it's not yeah. funny. I've seen yeah. that plenty of times. And in real life, I'd make a joke like that in a second. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not. I'm not being dishonest. But if I'd say that to somebody on the street. Yeah. And you have done stuff like that. Oh, so. yeah. All the time. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But also getting back to the being funny. Bob had a good point today when he said it doesn't have to be funny. It could be like emotionally touching and still be just as entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I, that that part is true. Like, you know, when he says when you get people to awe, like in such a short amount of time, like you built a relationship with them. I thought that was an interesting way of looking at it. I was like, oh, you know, I never thought about that, but he's right. Like to get someone, because that's the whole point is like. People usually want to be funny, but it's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes you can draw people into a scene by being real about it. If you make a joke, it kind of, you get a laugh, but it kind of disconnects people from the scene. It depends on what the scene is and who the characters are in the scene a lot. Yeah. That's true. Okay. I'll take that. I think that's a good ending spot. Uh, I'll tell you what I liked about the class. That's a good point, Heather. Yeah, but Preach you know, it, sister. I you know why I left you out because you were the star of the class and you didn't get a single note. I did. I did my object work too fast. Oh, Heather, uh, you're terrible at improv. Oh, uh, you're doing object work, but it was too yeah. complicated. Oh, this gold nugget you mind is too big. It hurts my <laughs> muscles. Uh. We'll find that. We'll tell you what. <laughs> All right, go ahead and uh, tell uh, tell us what you think of the please. class. Please. Well, I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and I like Bob, and I think he's going to be a good teacher, and I think he likes me already, so that's good. In what sense? As a person, not in any kind of okay. inappropriate way. All right. I feel like, I don't know. I don't. I felt like maybe some of my other teachers just didn't like me that much. Do you think that's your teachers or your low self-esteem? No, it was only specific to one. I just feel like, um, I feel like our class and Bob will be, a, will work well together. Yeah, I look forward to it. I and, too. and I hope the rest of you listening out there look forward to it, if there's any of you at all. Uh, da, boss. You want to smell the mic? Here, smell the mic. Oh, it's picking it up. Oh, 
Good boy, boss. We finally got boss on mic. That was very good. You're a good boy. Do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, that's how he says yes. All right. For John Yar, Heather, and Jim, I'm Tony Agusti, and this has been After Improv Season 2 Premiere. Play us out, Jim. Mm-hmm.